Welcome to Once Upon a Disney, an analytical yet fun-loving look at Disney narrative filmography from the 20th century. I'm Larry Brenner, and I'm here to share a load of blather and blatherskite with you. Today, for this week's bonus episode to tide you over until our next regularly scheduled podcast, we'll be talking about Super DuckTales, which is a five-part serial episode from the second season of the Disney animated series, DuckTales! Woo! Uh, originally, uh, this aired, I think, on the wonderful world of Disney. I remember watching all five parts of it together as if it is a movie. Uh, and I think it is of, of the things that we could look at in the Disney afternoon, notable for a number of reasons. Uh, I had mentioned earlier in our mini episode about, uh, time is money, which introduced the character of Bubba Duck, that by season two of DuckTales, they they feel as if it, they have told all the stories that they can tell with just the core cast and they're looking to make some expansions. If you want to hear about the missteps that happened in terms of introducing the character of Bubba Duck, I'll direct you back to that earlier bonus episode. This five-parter introduces the character of Benton Crackshell, uh, who is better known for his superhero identity as Gizmo Duck. And while Bubba Duck, who we talked about earlier, is considered to be one of the great failures of the DuckTales franchise. They introduce him in a five-part episode. They get about two more stories out of him before realizing this character goes nowhere. Gizmo Duck is actually, relatively speaking, a success. They use him for multiple episodes throughout the rest of the series, not always in a starring role, but often in a supporting role. And, and then... On top of that, when Darkwing Duck comes out, they have that character, Gizmo Duck, come and visit Darkwing Duck and get something out of the contrast between these two characters. I don't even know if what I'm about to say is true, but it may be true. It may be that if we had not gotten Gizmo Duck, Darkwing Duck might never have come into existence. And if that's true... We owe Gizmo Duck a debt for that because I really like Darkwing Duck. Can't wait to talk about him with you guys. So I thought it would be interesting to take a look at this five-parter Super DuckTales and try to figure out if there's anything we can get from it craft-wise in terms of how you introduce a new character to your series and and really make it worthwhile and a, and a good addition. And I'm going to say a uh, couple of things here first. There is a clear hole that Gizmo Duck is trying to fill. DuckTales prides itself, if you listen to the theme song, that it's going to tell stories in a bunch of different genres. It's going to tell stories that are crime stories. It's going to tell stories that are rags to riches. We're going to travel the world and do adventurous stuff. We might solve a mystery. We might travel through time and rewrite history. Uh, DuckTales really wants to be able to tell as many different types of stories as it possibly can with the engine that it has. But it doesn't really have a superhero entry point for 
in all of season one, there's only one episode that you could probably categorize as a superhero story. Uh, the episode, I believe, is called Superdue. Very minor character, Doofus Drake, gets like this crystal donut from outer space, and it essentially turns him into Superman. Uh, but that isn't like a serious reinvention of the character. It almost feels like, hey, this is an imaginary story. And, you know, it, at the end of the episode, he gives up the crystal donut because what he realizes is, hey, I just need to be who I am, and that's no bad thing. Fine. Gizmo Duck, though, is designed to be a superhero character who will allow DuckTales to tell superhero stories. And makes sense to me. There, the, let's let's find a way to open up this genre. Where if we're running out of stories to tell, let's do that. I was going to do what we normally do with these episodes, which is that I'm gonna I would basically recap the plot of this five-parter. And I've done two attempts to to record this podcast so far and get through the plot. And guys, I can't do it. I can't do it on my own. It's the plot is so complicated and so it so in the moment that when I retell the story and try to hit the beats and the inciting incident and the climax and all of that, it just feels like you have to be there. I'm doing I, I did it. I was doing a lot of and then this happens and then this happens. And look, it's a TV. It's five TV episodes structured into a movie. I just can't do it that way. So I'm going to I'm going to take the plot in the broadest of broad strokes, which is this. Because Uncle Scrooge has to move the money bin, he decides he needs to hire an accountant, which I guess is something he's never had to do. He's a billionaire duck, but I guess he does his own taxes. Oh, okay. Okay, Scrooge. But he ends up hiring this guy named Fenton Crackshell. When we meet Fenton Crackshell, he's working as a bean counter at the local bean counting factory, which is kind of funny because some people call accountants bean counters, but he's literally counting beans. He's a counting savant. A jar of beans comes down the line. He instantly knows how many beans are in them, and he can say to his assistant, remove two beans or add three beans or what have you. That is like his special skill. But the thing that I notice first of all about Fenton is that Fenton is whiny and complainy. I didn't like him the first time I met him. He's going like, I hate my job as a bean counter. I want to be somebody important. I want my boss to know my name. I want to be famous. I want the girl I like to like me back. I, I, I want to be rich. I want to be a somebody. And Fenton, dude, I'm with you. I also would like to be famous and rich and what have you. But don't whine about it. He's not in dire circumstances. The The dude doesn't have a good life, but, but the complaining really gets to me. And I found myself thinking that it might be better, craft perspective, to see that for us to see that Fenton's life is not great, but to actually have him be sort of stoic and trying to make the best of it, before eventually going into a, who am I kidding, a miserable sort of place. 
but fine. It this is this is 1989 Disney after school cartoon show. How much character development can I expect? He gets the job working for Scrooge and throughout and throughout this movie, if you want to call it a movie, it basically works like this. Fenton screws up. The Beagle Boys get the money. Fenton helps Scrooge get the money back. Fenton screws up again and loses Scrooge's number one dime. The Beagles steal the number one dime. Fenton decides to get the number one dime back for Scrooge. In the process, he becomes a superhero. He becomes Gizmo Duck. Uh, Gyro Gearloose, who's the inventor character we've talked multiple times about in past podcast episodes, has created a suit of armor because Scrooge intends to hire a security guard for his money bin. Again, apparently the first time Scrooge has ever thought of hiring a security guard, where in season two, the Beagle Boys have tried to rob the, the money bin like 45 times in like 52 episodes. I, I don't get it. But he wants a security guard now, and he wants it to be a super security guard. Benton, because he has to redeem himself and get the number one dime back, becomes gizmo duck and while scrooge doesn't like fenton scrooge does respect gizmo duck uh, i do want to point out that this gizmo duck armor is ludicrous and very funny uh he's got a wheel on the bottom uh that like it's basically he's like on top of a unicycle in this armor and his armor's got a real inspector gadget uh, feel it. Gyro has lo loaded this armor up with like fireworks and like helping hands, and uh, you could you could put on Groucho Marx glasses over your face as a disguise. It it's just absolutely ludicrous the number of gadgets that are in it. But Gizmo Duck does rescue the number one dime. Uh, does does sort of keep. Scrooge's stuff safe. He gets to become a hero. Huey, Dewey, and Louie suddenly uh, super respect him and become his biggest fans. And then it takes a bit of a turn here, and this is where this gets interesting. Ma Beagle breaks out her her one uh, her Beagle son we've never seen before, Megabyte Beagle, to. To, to he's he's apparently a super genius. He he might be the evil opposite of Gyro Gearloose, Megabyte Beagle. Uh, he figures out a way to crack the Gizmo Duck armor and take remote control of it, and therefore, therefore, takes control of Gizmo Duck and has Gizmo Duck steal the money bin and bring all of Scrooge's monies to money to Ma Beagle. So that's like the first three episodes of this five-parter. I want to talk a little bit about the fourth part, where Ma Beagle has Scrooge's money and starts spending it while Scrooge is now broke. This episode, a lot of people hate it. I really liked this episode, uh, and I understand why people hated it. You, you hate it because the Beagle Boys should not have Scrooge's money. And and I get that. The entire time, I want Scrooge to get his money back. And I resented that the Beagles had it. But I actually, like, this has nothing to do with Gizmo Duck. 
But but two things that I learned from this episode. So in the past, I've talked about how when Scrooge is fighting his arch enemy, Flintheart Glomgold, who's the second richest duck in the world, they're both billionaire ducks, and I don't really care which one of them's on top. They're both living more luxurious lifestyles than I will ever hope to have. Boo-hoo-hoo, cry me a river, one of you is number two and one of you is number one. But here, here, Scrooge has been unfairly robbed of all of his assets. And that gets you on his side in a way in which that's actually real stakes. Everything he's worked for his whole life is gone. That's better. That's better than now I'm only the second richest duck in the world. Poor baby. The other thing that I thought was really interesting, and I've been on this kick lately, too, which is one of the most interesting things you can do in your writing is let your villain get a taste of their dream. I talked about this in the Gummy Bears episode, how that series finale ends with Igthorn actually becoming the king, uh, conquering Dunwin, uh, getting the secrets of gummy berry juice, and how that felt like we were sort of transgressing on something sacred and it felt important. I'm, it's also calling to, to mind how in the, how the Lion King is probably one of Disney's best movies. But we also see Scar get his dream and see why it's so terrible that he gets it. When Mob Beagle and the Beagle Boys get this money in the episode called Billionaire Beagle Boy Club, you, we see them that they start taking over the town of Duckburg. They, they start making their entry into high society. They start threatening people and blackmailing people. Uh, the chief of police, police is suddenly under their thumb. It's really dystopian. Uh, to a large degree, it reminds me of Back to the Future 2, that part where we're in what I like to call the Biff-verse, where everything's coming up Biff because he made his fortune. Uh, I, if, if you don't want to watch all five of these episodes, I do think there's a little mini lesson in this fourth episode about how you can really up the stakes by letting the bad guy realize their dream. I really, I really got something out of it. Of course... Uh, Huey, Dewey, and Louie intervene to help free Gizmo Duck from Ma and Megabyte Beagle's control. Uh, things seem to be uh, winding down in this struggle. They're about to get the money back to Scrooge when they dump all the money into the ocean. We get into the fifth part where now everybody thinks they can get Scrooge's uh, money because of salvage maritime law. He who finds the money at the bottom of the ocean gets to keep it. But actually, and that's what they set you up, the fifth episode's going to be. And then it goes, like, to this bizarre place. Alien robots come down from space, steal all of the money because it's made of metal, and the metal can be used to make more robots. Uh, Gizmo Duck, Launchpad, and Scrooge are sucked onto the alien ship. Uh, and Gizmo Duck has to, like, convince the aliens to give back the money. Ultimately, it isn't Gizmo Duck who defeats who defeats the aliens. It's Fenton. He challenges them to a counting contest, which is his actual ability. The robots presume they'll be able to defeat him handily. It's got a real John Henry steel driving mankind of feel to it. 
And in this way, Fenton, as Fenton proves his worth to Scrooge, he goes, uh, we get we get all of the money back to the money bin. Scrooge is happy. Fenton still has a job. And we see Fenton take some positive steps to fix it, to fix his life. Uh, he finally asks out Gondra D on a date. And also he has a confrontation with his beloved mama. We'll talk about mama in just a second, where he, he pretty much lays down the law and says that it's time for her to start respecting him and for him to be treated as an adult. And that is Super DuckTales. And I'm going to say, while I think it started me off on the wrong beat, ultimately this five-parter sells me on the, the character of Gizmo Duck and lets me think, hey, I want to see more episodes about this guy. Uh, the thing about Fenton as a character that I think is interesting is that when, when they introduced Bubba Duck, they were really trying to make a sale on us that Bubba Duck is cool. They sing the world's worst song, um, called, like three cheers for Bubba Duck, really just trying to sell, you should like this character, like this character. He's radical, he's cool, cowabunga dude kind of energy. Fenton comes off as a geek. They're not trying to make us love him. They're trying to get us to say, he's the underdog of a story. Let's watch this underdog eventually get part of his dream. And I, I have actually found this to be true when watching lots of television, when watching that, that sometimes, you know, they've just signed an actor to a contract for a couple of years and they're really so desperate for us to love this new character that they try to cram the character down our throat and just go, love him, love this character. And there's a backlash to that. When you, when you try to make Poochie happen, People just don't want to embrace Poochie. And in this in this particular instance, I think they give us enough time with Fenton before he comes Gizmo Duck, where we're like, this guy might be annoying, but he's trying. And they're not trying to trick us into thinking he's something he's not. Then when he becomes Gizmo Duck, he reinvents himself as the best version of himself. Gizmo Duck is brave. Gizmo Duck is moral. Gizmo Duck is really trying to to help other people and save the day. And how much of that is Fenton? Uh, and how much of that is, you know, Fenton playing at being a superhero? I think that's a fair question to ask. But but essentially, what they're doing with the superhero genre is they're saying, if you were someone who no one believed in, and you had the opportunity to become a hero to other people, what kind of hero would you be? You know, if you were a duck riding a uni unicycle. Universal question. Universal question like that. So from that perspective, I think Fenton is really interesting. Uh, they also give him a supporting cast. Uh, there are two characters in his supporting cast. I'm going to talk briefly about Gondra D., uh, which is essentially, uh, like, obviously her name is meant to be Sandra, like Sandra D. Uh, I don't particularly like Gondra. She's drawn to be very pretty. I think she's a swan and not a duck character. 
Uh, although, although I just made that up probably because Gondra sort of sounds like Gander, but, or maybe that's Goose. I don't know. Guys, I am not a bird scientist. I don't really know. But she speaks in this very airy, breathless sort of way that's supposed to, that's supposed to be hyper feminine. And I don't get, and, and also, uh, she's, she's very, she's very much the male duck gaze sort of character. Like we're supposed to see her, uh, through the idea of this character was created to be a romantic interest, to be a creature of, that is desired by other characters. But the idea, I, I will throw this out. One thing that DuckTales has not been doing is telling story, stories of there's a duck who's in, who wants to win the heart of a female character. That, that's something they haven't done. It opens up another avenue for stories. Although, bring in Donald Duck and bring in Daisy, and I, I you could tell those stories that way, but DuckTales is really not about Donald. They, they try to use Donald sparingly. They also give him the character of Mama Crackshell. And when we meet Mama Crackshell, she and Fenton are living in a trailer. She's got her hair in curlers. She's dressed in her pajamas and her slippers. Every time that Fenton tries to talk to her, she complains because she wants to watch her soap operas. Uh, there's She really does not treat him well. She really treats him like trash, is very sarcastic. But what I liked about their relationship is Fenton really tries to dote on her. He sees her flaws, but he's constantly like, Mama, you're a genius. She's not, but she said something that inspired something in him. And like, you get the sense, like, a big part of his drive to be somebody is maybe to rescue his mother from her inertia. Like, I don't, I don't know how much of a psychological profile I should be doing on this 80s cartoon show, but if I was writing like, DuckTales, Super DuckTales, the novel, I would have, I would have it be that Fenton looks at Mama and says, the reason that she never leaves the trailer is I'm such a disappointment. I need to fix my life because that will fix Mama, which is not something that he should believe, but is a thing that people believe. And it maybe is something he needs to discover that it's not his fault. She is the way that she is. But there's something there. This is yet another type of story that we don't see in DuckTales. We, we see the parental relationship between Scrooge and the nephews. But this is one in which how do you parent your parent, right? How do you, how do you, when you find your roles have reversed and now you're the responsible one and your parent is the one who is, who is, not motivated and needs and needs someone to intervene in your life. Another thing that Fenton can do that the other characters can't do. Here's what Super DuckTales is missing, and they almost give it to us. Super DuckTales, look, if you're doing superhero stories, the thing that they never do for Gizmo Duck is they never give him an arc nemesis. And he needs that. Uh, Gizmo Duck consistently fights Scrooge's enemies, but he's he's Scrooge's employee. It's never personal about about Gizmo Duck. They're never trying to defeat Gizmo Duck. They're trying to defeat Scrooge, and Gizmo Duck is in the way. And uh, 
they actually introduce a character into the series. I mentioned Megabyte Beagle. I think they should do more with him. He only appears in these five episodes, never appears again. But I think there's untapped potential here. Uh, I said that Megabyte Beagle is sort of set up as like an evil gyro gear loose. But let's think about him a little bit as sort of like the Lex Luthor to to Gizmo Ducks. Uh, I was going to say Superman. Gizmo Duck is more of an Iron Man. Maybe he's the Doctor Claw to to Gizmo Ducks Inspector Gadget. But but that they need to spend time creating a personal relationship between this new villain character they've introduced and this hero character they've introduced. That would probably propel even more stories into the future. Megabyte Beagle has a lot of stuff working for him. Uh, there, visually, he's interesting. He's wearing his like college graduation cap uh, instead of the standard Beagle hat. His his you know how all the Beagle Boys have like little license plates on on um, on their prison uniforms with their number on it. His number is like a cube root. That's kind of fun. He has this like running gag where he'll say a lot of scientific jargon. Uh, and then another character will say, say it in Beagle talk. And his voice will suddenly change and he'll be like, eh, we're going to explode the vault. Uh, it, it's, he's a fun character that they don't do anything with. I think what we want to see, if I could get five minutes more into this movie, which is already far too long, uh, I would have like Megabyte Beagle in his lair going like, uh, this was my big chance, and Gizmo Duck got in the way, and we see him building his own evil power suit, or 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 something along those lines to propel the story going forward. All right. Bottom line, when we're when we're doing a conclusion here, I think when we contrast Time is Money and we could to Super Ducktales, the craft takeaway is when you're introducing a new character. It's not just about selling us on the new character. It's about having a blueprint for the kind of stories that you can tell and only tell using that character. And Fenton opens up, as I've identified here, so many different avenues, so many different types of relationships and stories for for us to explore along along the way here that I can see why this character was a success and you know other characters may have just faded into the background. I also think, you know, uh eventually when we get to the Darkwing Duck show, the character that they create here becomes is a great foil to Darkwing Duck in a very Superman versus Batman way. And they'll get they'll the fact that they can keep using this character for future stories in another series also speaks to they found something here. Uh, when they do the DuckTales re reboot, uh, which we will cover far, far in the future, they do bring back the character of Gizmo Duck. I, I think maybe they even got that version of Gizmo Duck better than this one. But there's more to be done, I think, in in terms of opening up this superhero Donald Duck level character uh, into the Disney universe. And I will say this, if they ever get around to making a Darkwing Duck reboot 
And please, 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 Disney, do that. Darkwing Duck is fantastic. Consider making Gizmo Duck a regular part of that cast. He he appeared in maybe three episodes of however many Darkwing Duck episodes there were. Three, four. Um, but but I I actually think he's got something to offer that series as a semi-regular supporting character. And that'll be my pitch. So that was today's discussion on Super DuckTales. Uh, folks, please check out our Once Upon a Disney Facebook page. You can tweet us or I guess X us at Andy Redwine or at Larry Brenner 6. You can drop us a line in our mailbag at Once Upon a Disney Podcast at gmail.com. And next time you'll get your regularly scheduled podcast. So until then, friends, see you real soon and blather and blatherskite!